Yeah. Okay. So today、uh, I'm going to、uh, share with you some news.、Uh, the first news is that、um, augmented reality app for kids、uh, going to surgery、uh, launch at、uh, Surrey Hospital. Okay. So this news is on bcctvnews.ca. So it's on CTV News. If you are interested in taking、uh, a look, it's、uh, the title is called "Augmented Reality App for Kids Going into Surgery Launched at Surrey Hospital," and it is written by I think CTV News Vancouver CA staff. Okay, so. Uh, let's take a look of the news. And in Vancouver, there's there, there was a very interesting、um, uh, hospital. They integrate、um, augmented reality into their children's hospital in their surgery room, right? So、uh, this year, I I got actually I went back to Taiwan and having my surgery, I was diagnosed. There was a fourteen centimeter.、Um, Benign tumors in my uterus, uterus. So yeah, I did. I had to,、uh, you know,、uh, did my surgery. And what I found this news very interesting is that I remember back then when I was doing surgery, I was so nervous because I haven't done any surgery before. And yeah, that that surgery was really big. And then yeah, I was pretty panic, but I have to do it right. But as for child, for children, yeah, imagine if they are going to have a surgery, yeah, like they must be really, really, you know,、uh, panic, right? So、uh, in this hospital,、um, in the、uh, this hospital, they integrate a lot of very interesting illustrations in their surgery room, so、uh, kids can use their phone and doing some, you know. Taking,、uh, you know,、uh, they have a lot of cute squirrels, right,、uh, and trees. And kids inside the surgery room, kids can use、uh, phone and、uh, um, the squirrel while start teaching or helping the kids to ease the panic. For example, like、uh, one of it is that, oh, look at your,、uh, I have a really cool wrist. You know, like a a band wristband. Do you have one, right? So instead of you know, nurse is trying to you know check out your wristband, it has some cute、uh, cartoonish、uh, characters. And also, you know, when you are doing surgery, you have to change to a surgical clothing, right? And then、uh, that squirrel or that cartoonish augmented reality.、Um, Um, you know, character while also remind the kids to you know wearing、uh, like dressing correctly、uh, for their、uh, surgery clothes. I think that is really helpful because when I was、um, doing surgeries, I had、uh, to change the clothes, and there were like few a few clothes for me to change, and I didn't even know which one I should pick. So yeah, so and you know, in the surgery room, pretty much you were alone, right? There, there, there will be no one. Your, your mom, your parents, or your friends need to be outside of surgery room. So I think this augmented reality、uh, device will definitely help、uh, the kids to, you know, learn better about the surgery、uh, with、uh, in a friendly way. Any thoughts or comments? Yeah, 
I, I, uh, I again, I, I love this uh, this concept here. Um, I've heard about this being used in the past, uh, not, not only for kids, but for adults or people with kind of longer uh, term care inside of a hospital. Um, so it's not only just to comfort the, the kids, but also for some of the kids who are staying in the hospital for longer periods of time, uh, just to give them something to do. Because you can imagine if you're in the hospital for, you know, 30 days or, or more you know it, it, it gets very boring you know in there and kind of dealing with that so to use uh, a, ar and specifically vr in this case to kind of um just entertain them to keep them you know with the, the many things you can do with vr to be able to travel around the world basically or, or see virtual you know games and stuff uh it just makes the psychology of of being cooped up like that and the nervousness of what's happening a little bit easier to swallow but uh but but i do like the idea also of, of uh, transitioning it to also education you know so for example they're being entertained but also adding a component where it can teach them how to maybe you know take care of uh you know however they were injured or whatever their condition is to like better educate them on how to handle that as well so uh so i, I love it it's awesome mm, yeah yeah, Dominique, I, I just want to say thank you for sharing that experience. That uh, that must have been uh, hard for you, um, but thank you for being open and, and sharing that with us. Um, this one of my sisters actually did a study at uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital about um, transgender and the, the use of VR in the clinics there, um, at post-op or, or or what have you. Um, I, I may be butchering that a little bit. Um, it turns out that, you know, people really enjoy this stuff. Um, the quality of care increases significantly. Um, and I, I'm excited to see more hospitals, clinics, etc. adopt this type of um, advanced methodologies because you can extract some really juicy data from it, right? You know, that Likert scale of how are you feeling? Um, could that be interactive in some way? And, and like you mentioned, done with the, the squirrels and the trees, or, you know, just holding up a, a tablet to the wall and it coming alive as they're sitting there in bed day after day after day after day. Um, that's really something. So I, I hope to see this increase. Uh, I hope this, to, this becomes normalized in, in hospital situations, these augmented and virtual reality situations, um, because it, it really does have a, have an impact. Um, I mean, if you're bed bound, just being able to put on some goggles and, and go experience another room, another world, another existence. Wow. Wow. That's, um, maybe they can put a smile on their face for once after being in so much pain. So I think it's great. I want to see more. Yeah, thank you, um, Alan and Stefan um, sharing. Yeah, I think this is definitely like uh, one of the very meaningful ways of using uh, augmented reality. And uh, another news is in PSYPost, SciPost.org. And uh, the title of the news is called Virtual Reality Study Shades Light on uh, What Happens When Your Brand cannot tell which way is up or down. Um, this post uh, was written by Christian Rieg. Okay, so uh, before we mentioned that um, 
in VR pretty much because you couldn't really sense the the existence of your whole body. So your time, you it, it will kind of shorten uh, the time in your perceptions. For example, like um, you might spend ten minutes more than usual playing games or something because uh, in virtual reality it wrapped time, right? It you, your sense of time will be different from the reality when you immerse yourself inside uh, VR. And another research shows that actually not only time. These perceptions, but also up and down, you probably cannot tell as well. So in this research,、uh, pretty much they that、uh, you know the participants to、uh, you know lying up and lying down, yeah. So and then uh, uh, inside the the VR headset, it puts you know the local motion that types of you know VR experience. So for example, if you lying up. Um, you might feel like the the participants describe that they feel like they are moving forward, right? Not like oh, because you are lying down. It's like the the direction is not moving forward, right? So,、um, according to the researcher says that um, um, due to this、um, research, they kind of find out that our visual、uh, perception. Is much stronger than our sense of gravity, right? So,、uh, from this research, so they they kind of、uh, having some interesting finding, and、uh, this finding report、uh, would be really helpful for people.、Uh, for example, if in the future we start landing people on Moon again, or on Mars, or other comets or asteroids, as low gravity. It, Uh, environments might lead some people to interpret their self motion differently. So, with potential、uh, catastrophe results. So, which means that,、um, you know, sometimes, yeah, because you know, like one of the reason why、um, VR has, you know, we we got motion sickness inside VR space is because that、uh, our perception of.、Um, Body orientation is different from whatever we see, right? And then, but you see, like when people lying down, it's like uh, uh, still, right? It's like lying down. But when they when they receive a local motion, the types of VR, they feel like they are moving forward. So, which kind of like eliminate or ignore the 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 gra gra gravi uh, gra uh, gravity, right? So. So it is very interesting. So it probably this finding will kind of、uh, shows that、um, what's what will be the problem when a lot of people start, you know, landing on the moon or、uh, on Mars because the sense will be a little different from each other. So yeah, do you have any thoughts on the news and any feedback? Yeah, I, I, I think it is interesting when you start looking at some of these technologies.、Uh, of course, whether we're living in VR or or going to Mars or some of these other areas where gravity is not the same, that that definitely makes sense that it would throw people off.、Um, I, I believe、uh, you know it's interesting because when you get a cold, so, well, sometimes when you get a cold and your ears kind of clog up,、um, I, I know I get dizzy sometimes, and, and it's probably the same effect that you have in VR, where maybe the senses inside the ear aren't tight. 
kind of keeping up with what you're seeing or, or how you're you know, feeling the world around you. Um, so it, it does kind of make you dizzy. And, and the same thing happens in, in VR when all the different senses aren't kind of communicating correctly, I guess. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that the eyes are probably, well, in most cases, most people, the eyes aren't um, the most dominant kind of sense that you have uh, because we kind of, you know, see the world around us and we're kind of making sense of what's going on. When you get in VR, of course, you lose some of those other senses and you're pretty much just seeing, you know, what, what's around you. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely going to make a big difference. And, um, you know, when we start exploring other, other uh, you know, planets and uh, you know, outer space as well. So uh, very interesting. Yeah, I've always found this um, up-down concept to be pretty amazing. It, it's planet-bound, right? But once you get into space, there's no such thing as up or down or left or right or, or whatever. It's all relative positioning at that point. Um, and I think that's a new experience for a lot of people. Our muscle memory, our our perception is, is geared towards this planetary existence. Um, and how do we, you know, touching back to the simulation conversations and, and training conversations that we've had in the past couple of sessions. Um, it's just one more thing to, to be able to understand how to perceive existence in a non, like in a, in a different spatial way. Um, I think it's, that was probably one of my most profound experiences with VR. Actually, my first experience is when I was, was put into space and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't feel the floor anymore. Like I know, I know in my brain, I'm in a room and my friend's over there, and, you know, but it doesn't feel like it. It felt like I was just in my body, just floating out in space. And that's so incredibly powerful. Dominic, you were talking earlier about, um, about, you know, you're sitting still or lying down, but you still feel that forward momentum, that forward force. Uh, and it just goes to show that that old saying of perception is reality is true. Um, when we can hijack these senses and, and uh, hopefully we don't cross them too bad, uh, if we can really have some profound effects and, and transplant our, ourself, our, our perception, um, and our perception of the self, uh, to, to these other great experiences. Um, so I, I, I don't know, it's probably a little bit of a ramble, but I've always loved this, this concept, just a small concept that out in space, there's no up or down because it's just space. It's 360, right? Um, yeah. And there, there's uh, a couple of apps that, that kind of uh, showcase those feelings. Uh, one of my favorite ones is the Plank one. I'm forgetting the name of it, but uh, it's where you go to the top of the building and you walk up. And I, oddly enough, I, I tried that the other day. And it just, as, as much as you, you know, kind of convince yourself that you're standing in your living room, and it's, there's a, you know, it, it just takes your, your visual, just seeing everything takes over. And then the, the other one is the ISS uh, experience. Uh, again, I don't know the exact name of the app, but it basically allows you to go into the uh, International Space Station and be weightless, and you have to navigate through it by grabbing onto stuff and pulling yourself through. But but what's interesting is that there again, the way that's set up, there is there is really no up or down. I mean, it, it's basically everything is just there, and and you find yourself kind of thinking your one orientation, then you look out the window and realize the Earth is 
the other direction. So it, it, it does uh, kind of fill with your senses a little bit, which I thought was kind of cool. But, uh, but yeah, you can definitely get dizzy for sure. I'll have to check that one out today. It's the ISS. Yeah, it's that actually free. Yeah, it's okay. part of uh, part of the quest. Um, uh, but, but yeah, it was actually free. The other one is a paid one, just more just kind of a fun game. But uh, but yeah, the, the ISS and again, it's it's an interesting experience because you you do get to there's different levels. You get to train, so you get to do experiments. You get to kind of explore the actual station itself and then you know you can kind of go through it and see the different parts and interact with it so it's a it's a neat educational tool but just to kind of get an idea of the expanse of what the space station is and then just how you know you don't think about the guys that are on, on the actual space station like how they have to get from one place to another and so this this tool kind of lets you experience what that would feel like so it's very interesting awesome thank you yeah i'll have to download that yeah, thank you, uh, Alan and uh, Stephens sharing. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I played ISS before and I find out, I don't know, maybe my brain is a little bit of concrete or something. So I find out that my brain couldn't um, accept the concept where I feel like it's upright, but all the, you know, um, everything was tilted. So yeah, I was, I, my, my, I think I got motion sickness um, after playing that game. But I find out that 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 is great if, you know, I was putting in a no gravity uh, place, maybe I won't get motion sickness after playing ISS game. But uh, after I remember after I took off the, the headset, I feel my head was extremely hurt because, you know, all the, uh, you know, the, all, all the stuff is like a pretty tilted after I grab one bar and I thought I am going forward, but actually, you know, something was a little off. So I don't know, like maybe, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think too, uh, a little bit of it potentially has to do with how long you're in that environment, because uh, again, with VR, I, I don't spend too much time, um, you know, working with VR in, in, in one kind of setting. Yeah. Um, but for example, uh, I noticed when I used to go sailing, you know, I'd spend the entire day out on the ocean kind of, you know, hopping up and down with the waves. And uh, e even after getting off of that, a couple hours later, I would still feel standing on solid ground like I was kind of moving around a little bit. So oh. I think, you know, your brain starts to kind of keep a little bit of information over time. Mm. And that, that could have something to do with, uh, you know, the, the sensitivity as well. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, cool. Okay, so let's take a look of another news, which is uh, AXIOS, Axios, AXIOS.com. And the title is The Real Smell of Virtual Reality, written by Brian Walsh, um, yeah, author of Future. Okay, so The Real Smell of Virtual Reality. Yeah, so uh, in this article, it talks about OVR technology, right? So yeah, so uh, why it matters? Because VR can already simulate sight, sound, and a sense of movement, but adding smell can help stimulate memories and emotional experience, making v VR all like all it's, it's like a more real, right? So how it works? Um, uh, it, it requires a device called ION 
which contains uh, a lot of different scents, uh, and it's attached to uh, a VR headset. So pretty much um, the OVR CEO, Aram W, said that smell is the factor that can create a truly human experience in virtual reality. So uh, what, well, it happened. So pretty much OVR has worked uh, with a pair of Australian artists to create a climate change theme VR experience called Shifting Homes that well premiered at the Venice, um, you know, the film festival, this or like Venice Biennale this weekend. Okay, so um, so pretty much shifting home puts the user on Pacific Island of uh, Samuel, uh, which is threatened by rising sea levels and storms worsened by uh, climate change. And uh, pretty much OVR will release, you know, the smell of sandy beaches or, you know, the smell of the ozone. Yeah, uh, when, you know, there is something happens uh, around the beach, pretty much um, you, you will kind of like feel like you are pretty much in the Pacific island of Somian uh, and then being threatened by uh, climate change. And you can smell the sand. Uh, you can feel it uh, more by, um, you know, smell uh, this technology, OVR technology. And then, yeah, so I think this is a very cool um, um, application. And then OVR technology definitely can really help us to be more immersive because we can see, we can sense, oh, we can see and we, we can sense, right, by, by all the haptical um, device and uh, we can feel, right, uh, everything, but uh, with the scent being covered, right? If you can smell, um, flowers or smell the sense of seas or you know all the all, all the different smells in the environment um, um, people or the user will feel more immersed uh, any thoughts of the um, news yeah I, I think again with um, if you take a look at how psychology works um, the, the kind of closer we are to the experience or the more connected we are with the experience, the more it affects kind of how we feel about it. Um, so that's why, you know, if you were to look at an experience like on a roller coaster, if you saw it from very far away, it wouldn't bother you at all. But if you saw it like right in front of you, like you're actually on your roller coaster moving, uh, even in a video, you know, it, it affects you more, like it makes you kind of feel the experience better, especially if it's in 3D in uh, you know vr and stuff like that so the, the same thing happens with all the other senses when you're you know seeing something but you're also hearing the noise that makes sense you know for that that specific activity um and then using the other uh senses so motion you know uh, smell of course and, and things like that the more of the senses that you can utilize in an experience and also the ones that also make sense <laughs> uh, to that experience, the, the more real that, that experience is for you. So um, I, I was thinking the other day too, cause I was watching, I was in the house and it was very cold, you had the air conditioning on, uh, but I was doing a VR experience where I was on a beach in like Tahiti or something. And it looked like it was very warm there, but the experience I was having was very cold because of, I was in the house and I knew it kind of disconnected the experience a little bit. 
Um, so, so yeah, even, even kind of having the environmental effects around you, you know, would, would make a lot of sense as well. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's going to be a tough one to pull off at scale. I think if you want to, you know, bring it to market, I just, I can't wrap my head around how many different types of base smells they're going to need in order to, you know, deliver because it's not like a pixel, right? Where you can, or, or an LED, um, where it can represent, you know, a collection can represent an image and it's all universal, right? Depending on the color, I can change the image. Um, the smell is going to be so, so tricky. So I, I mean, this, this reminds me of those like smell-o-vision things that, that uh, from, from way back in childhood, you know, we would read about smell-o-vision and, uh, you know, a way to further immerse your experience with television. Um, and to me, it's, it's always like, how in the heck are, unless you buy like, you know, part of the, the game pack or, or something, um, and you get a little shipment in the mail and you connect it to your little device and it has all the essential oils or whatever's needed in order to, to bring you that experience. I, I think it's, like I agree with you guys, absolutely, it, it enriches that experience altogether and it, it kind of like makes it a more wholesome um, encapsulation but it's uh it's like how in the hell are we going to pull this off at scale if we want to bring it to market um yeah i think uh, I, I absolutely agree it, it's like anything else um, the reason why we have the technology we have is because it's been able to scale like it, it's the cost has gone down enough the technology is combined you know well enough that we can have what we have uh, but yeah, the, the technology of smell, and I'm, so I'm familiar as well as you about like getting something in the mail, you know, scratching it off and then it's either perfume or whatever it happens to be. But, uh, but yeah, to, to be able to kind of just, um, I guess, synthetically create that from, you know, from not having the actual materials around to, to do it. I, I don't know that technology well enough, but that would have to exist. Uh, in, in a more, I guess, a bigger, you know, kind of environment. Um, and, and it would have to be cheaper and smaller to be able to in incorporate with, uh, you know, like a VR headset or something. Uh, that's saying it's not possible. It's not possible in the near future. Right, right. But yeah, it, it definitely would have to, um, you know, be more possible, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, actually, I look up OVR technology. Uh, if you go to ovrtechnology.com, and you can see scroll down and you can see they have sent where and also on top of it, it has software. Their software, it seems like OVR has simplified the brand's uh, natural system for doing this and turned it into two languages, one for humans, uh, another one for um, computers and a software suits that let them communicate. So it pretty much be somewhere between your sense, your sense of smell and also the computers. And uh, it will create different algorithms based on how we perceive scent given our surroundings and intention we allow the digital world to recreate the same scent experience we have in real world. I mean, like it wrote, like when I read this, it feels really vague and ambiguous and it feels like a black box you know like I still don't know how they create but maybe they are using something to stimulate our system like a neural system around scent and kind of 
make us kind of fool our brain to to feel like oh I smell you know um a nice rose right or I smell oh like some chocolate cake or something maybe it's using the signals. To do that and connect with your, you know, whatever you see, or、uh, you see a, a a chocolate cake in VR space. Maybe that chocolate cake,、uh, with you know, developer programming and that scent will kind of connect,、um, and I don't know something and make your brain thinks that that's chocolate cake without actually there is a. A scent inside. I don't know. It it it's for me the sentences. Looks really blurry, but it has something to do with the neural system and the software. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, maybe that's possible. I don't know. Yeah, again, I, I, yeah, I'd have to probably look in,、uh, further into the technology itself. And、uh, that, that, I mean, that, again, that, that's why this kind of world we live in right now is very fascinating. With、uh, you know all these different types of,、uh, I guess. Ideas that are coming out around, you know, instead of giving you the actual scent of the chemicals that require that, you know, could you produce that some other way? Is there some other technology that can kind of help, kind of fake that in, in a way? So, yeah, I mean, that, that definitely is very possible. A lot, a lot, if you if you look at all, you know some of these major universities, they're doing a lot of experiments with all these different areas that、uh, you know these little, little things start in one of those places as an experiment, and then it turns into a full fledged business at some point. So. Um, so yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how that goes.、And、I can see that working in a lot of different places.、Uh, definitely,、uh, you know, even on PCs as you're browsing, you know, the internet, you know, certain banners pop up potentially. It、uh, it starts giving you the smell of cookies if it's a cookie company.、Um, so that, that's kind of how we experience when we go to the mall or we go out shopping. You know, we experience those、uh, those smells and. You know that that sometimes、uh, incentivizes us to go to a specific restaurant or or shop or something, but、uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see the progress there. I think I just want chocolate cake and cookies now for breakfast. <laughs> Nice. Maybe you know, for people who want to go on a diet, right? Diet. For me, you know, I have my cheat days because you know, I after surgeries, I told myself I have to keep myself, you know, eat really healthy. So I quit. Not really quit, but I only allow myself drink two two bobas, small small bottle bobas or small cups bobas. Uh, two days per per week. So yeah. So if I can smell boba, right? And even though I'm drinking water, so you know, like make me fool my brain, so I I'm not like you know so addicted to sugars. I think that would be really helpful for people who are on diet. You know, like eating a piece of、uh, you know like healthy soda cookie, but when you eat it, your brain thinks that oh, it's a Chocolate, right? Chocolate cookies. That would be great. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really good. Cool, cool, awesome. So another news is that、uh, a, a short one is Red,、uh, Red Dead Redemption Two is now、uh, VR compatible. So if you like to play games and、uh, you played、um, Red Dead Redemption Two. And you might be really excited because they have、uh, VR compatible for PC versions.、Uh, if you have a PC and you can pretty much,、uh, you know, p- 
play the VR version of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, so yeah, I play one time, but because I'm so bad in you know in gun shooting, so I I die a lot of times, so I just gave up. But if you are really interested in Red Dead Redemption Two, and want to try VR, just feel free to try it. Okay, so any thoughts, feedback, or any news you wanna share? I was hoping you would. Uh, it, you did get the Red Dead Redemption VR thing. I'm, I'm a huge fan of RDR too,、um, <laughs> and and I hacked it way back when. Like I I put my index on, and it has like the desktop viewer, and I expanded that viewer, so it. My whole frame of vision、um, it was it, and then I opened up Red Dead, and and I basically like tried to hack it in such a way that it it was, but it it never felt real. So I'm so excited to try this、um, again. Like I, Red Dead Redemption Two is one of my favorite games ever,、um, and now it's it's finally in VR. It's a mod,、um, and and the guy who did it, I guess, is、uh, he's done some really great stuff for GTA Five. Um, same company,、uh, Rockstar Games.、Um, so yeah, so so excited! I'll have to、um, check it out and, and probably report back in a later episode.、Uh, is is that for the Quest?、Uh, I think it's for. Well, it'll probably be for Index or anything on Steam. If you can run it, you could probably run it on your Vive. Actually, I don't know if it's. it's uh, I think maybe the Quest. Yeah, qu- uh, yeah, Quest Two. Yeah, PSVR. You wanna share or any thoughts for today's news? Pretty much, we finished today's four yeah. news. Yeah, yeah I one thing I don't know if you covered it before. I missed a couple、uh, days here, but I, I saw a couple days ago that、uh, Team Viewer. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that,、um, but it's a it's kind of a remote utility that、uh, especially IT people use to kind of、uh, log into remote computers to control them.、Um, so that's typically how it's used, but but it's also used for collaboration. So you know.
Yeah, thank you, Alan, for sharing. And Stefan, do you have anything to say? Um, no, I was just going to talk about the Red Dead Redemption too. If you uh, if you didn't bring it up, um, but that's all I have. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today, and thank you, Alan, to bring、uh, bring up the team viewer. And I look at the news; it's really, really cool. Because you know, we were thinking about before we were all talk about like you know using Hololens, right? You need to buy three thousand Hololens, and you need to have a team. The budget is extremely high to create, you know, something similar to that team viewer is achieving. But you know, instead of a AR glass, you use a phone, right? It's cheaper, and then you know、uh, everyone has it, and it's it makes sense to use phone instead of、uh, Hololens, right? So I think Team Viewer is really smart and using you know、um, some technologies、uh, before using、um, the Hololens. But right now, just download an app, and you can have multiple people video calls, and having you know can draw something on top of it. Think that is really helpful and、uh, you know reduce the cost and still kind of achieve the same results. Yeah, I think this is smart. Yeah, cool. Thank you, everyone, join me today, and、uh, I will see you tomorrow. Okay, bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you so much,、uh, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye bye.